Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Stacy Engel. I teach third grade. As we get ready to go today with our new podcast, uh, today we will be interviewing three different teachers at three different grade levels, talking about the joys and the pains of distance learning. And this has been an issue, I think, for a lot of us. There, there's been some sweet moments of being at home, being together, then there's also been those painful moments of being at home and being together. And so as we get ready to discuss this, our, our goal is really just for parents, for you to hear what has been hard, what has been good, what has been um, just different about distance learning. So Stacy, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Maria, I'm going to let you start because I know you have thought a lot about just the social and emotional well-being of kids and the fact that a teacher is so important in the life cycle of a child in the school year. They're an emotional support system, not just for the student, but also for the family. Uh, and so, Maria, I'm going to let you kind of kick off with, with those questions. Yeah, I mean, Stacy, not only are you a teacher, but you are also a parent to a KDS graduate and um, a few KDS students. So what have been some differences that you've noticed from your kids as your kids, but also from your students as far as uh, how they've handled, you know, this transition to virtual learning? Um, I have missed the minute by minute interaction with my students. What I have realized more than ever in distant learning is that teaching, while it is about instructing academically, and that is our goal is for these children to grow academically and for them to get all of the knowledge that they need and get it with a biblical worldview, so much of being a teacher is the relationship, the relational aspect with these children and getting to stand in front of them and instruct them, but really see what they're learning and what they're processing and how they're processing and if they're lost and if they're following. Um, and that has been what I miss the most. I'm teaching just like I teach in the classroom, I'm but I'm standing in front of a camera instead of standing in front of 15 little live faces that I'm able to read and process and love on and care for outside of just the math or the history or the reading. Um, and that that has been so eye-opening to me. Um, you know, we can get caught up in the day-to-day -day of our job and being a teacher and getting them to PE and getting them to art and, you know, going through the, the rigmarole of our lessons and um, the projects we work on. And we can forget sometimes, we actually don't ever forget because it's kind of in the fiber of who we are as teachers, but we can forget what brings us to work every day. Um, and what I have really, really, really felt deeply is what brings me to work every day is these little 15 kids that sit in my class and how much I desperately miss the interaction I have with them. And it has been hard. I mean, it has been it has been a hard transition, not, not the work of it. The work of it has been fine and filming the videos has been great. Um, but the relational aspect of these little people that God has put me with this year um, has really kind of ripped my heart a little bit in a way that I don't think I was anticipating. So I, I want to qualify this entire discussion by saying that we did not give Stacy that question prior to the recording of this, and that was um, an amazing answer, and that was more than what we hoped for, because 
that is what we feel. And I think Stacy did a really nice job there of actually putting our feelings to, to words because a lot of times, you know, there is a sweetness at being home and there's a sweetness for me to be um, doing my Zoom mullet, which is a polo shirt and sweatpants and not having to, not having to work, you know, uh, getting up and go to work rather and been working a little bit differently. And, and it's, it's nice to have lunch with my family, but we miss these kids. And that, and like you said, it's in the fiber of who we are. And I really like that phrase. Uh, Stacy, also just, just thinking about just the academic side of it. What, uh, what's something that you have actually enjoyed seeing from your students in a manner that is just different and maybe you're seeing a side of, of your students that you, you didn't get to see uh, just in a, in a standard classroom? Yeah, I think that the biggest um, benefit of this, and I've noticed this with my own Angle children, is these kids are really, mo- really, I, I believe most of them, now I have not done a poll of how many of my students, you know, have working parents and how many are doing this totally independently, but I know that there are there are many students, and really in many ways, including my own, even though I'm, like you said, I'm home with them, they have really had to step up um, their executive functioning. They've had to manage themselves in a way that they typically don't have to at school. Um, and so I can tell in the work that is sent to me um, that they're kind of processing through it in a way that I, that now, I think they're better when they're with me in the classroom. You know, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to give the impression that um, this is the ideal way to do it distantly from your teacher. Cause I do, but I, I will say that I've noticed when they turn their work in that they're processing through this kind of a lot of times maybe on their own. And that is growth. You know, that is growth when they have to, my, I'll, t- I'll speak about my own children. You know, when I'm doing a zoom call and one of my kids is writing a um, paper and typically they would be getting lots of help and, and tips. And now they're having to do it kind of on their own. And um, I, I think that that has been good. It is It has given them some confidence to see, wow, I can do this. And I can scan in a piece of work that needs to be sent to Mrs. Engel. And they've, they've had to build up their um, independence and their work ethic a little bit. And I think that's been a really nice um benefit of this just to build their confidence that they can do hard things and my my class um i can't speak for everyone but i can speak for my little 15 people they have done a great job and i know several of them are getting the emails on their own they're opening the emails they're keeping track of their assignments they're getting them to me um and i just i think that's great i think it's been a good um a good thing for them to get to experience for this little while you know yeah, it exercises kind of a different muscle uh, than right. they would normally have to. And we don't usually expect that kind of independence until much later. But it is interesting that they're having to do that now. Right. Stacy, we talked a little bit about, you know, what you miss um, most about being there. What would you tell the parents that are at home working with the kids and, you know, I would be the first to admit I probably couldn't I probably wouldn't do very well at third grade math even at third grade math so I can't imagine trying to teach um, multiple subjects to to my kids at home what would you tell the parents as far as encouragement or um, you know any kind of wisdom that you would share as they kind of maneuver uh, the the school work at home 
That's a great question. Um, and I have thought so much about this because I've talked to several parents that are, you know, maybe nervous for the next grade level because they've, you know, they're concerned that their children are missing some pieces through this distant learning thing, um, you know, that maybe they're missing things that they, they should be teaching their children um, at home. And the, the beauty of how our mind works is that repetition is really how we learn, you know, over and over and over and line by line and bit by bit. Um, and this little blip, however long, you know, however long it is, if it's just now, if it's later, we don't know. But this little blip um, is temporary and they've had all this knowledge behind them and they have all this learning in front of them. So this little time is not going to be detrimental to any of these children, to any of these children. Um, it is all beneficial. So the videos and the learning that they're doing is all very beneficial, but it's not detrimental if it's not done perfectly. It's not detrimental. And what we all need to remember um, is that God has, has providentially put us all in this situation. We don't know why, and we don't know what his plan is, but we know this is where we are. Um, and lots of learning that is valuable has taken place. And it's not all math and science and reading. A lot of it is um, outdoor play. My, my children have been outside more than I think they've been outside probably in three years, you know, yeah. playing and digging and helping. And, um, and so I just would encourage families not to overstress, but to view this as a, gift from God um, and not to do the best that you can and understand that you are in the care of teachers that see the bigger picture and that are not overly concerned. We're professionals. We will know how to catch your children up when they get back to school in the fall. We will meet together and figure out what holes they may have, if any, and we will fill those holes for your children. And so you don't, the last thing that I want my family doing during this time is stressing, is worrying about if they're getting everything they need. Um, they are all going to be fine. They are all going to do wonderful. And I, I just encourage people not to stress and to try to view this little, this tiny little slice of history as a gift from the Lord. And their academics will get caught right up and they will be fine. Stacy, that really is- Really well said. Yeah, that is very well said. and. And I just appreciate your perspective on that because I know how hard of a worker you are and how uh, much of a perfectionist you are. And so to hear that, there, there's a lot of respite in that. And I think uh, from the beginning, that's something that my wife has had a really good perspective on. Uh, and, I, and confessionally I, there, I would say I haven't. And, and, it, and it is. It's a difficult thing because we all feel a little bit in our silos, but yet we're connected over, you know, over the, the Internet and social media and so a phrase that I love is, is comparison is the thief of joy. And so we kind of compare and we hear things, and we're, but yet we're siloed. And so it, our insecurities do rise amidst this. But if you treat it, like you said, as a gift from the Lord, that is an incredible thing. And, um, and I, I just appreciate you saying that. So, Stacy, thanks for being with us this morning. And truthfully, thanks for all that you've done here. Well, no problem. It's, it's my, my joy and a blessing to me. All right. Thanks, Stacy. Okay. Okay, now joining us is Susie Bowman, one of our wonderful kindergarten teachers. Susie has had 
her son Cooper go through Kirk Day School, and she is now in her second year in kindergarten. Um, and so Susie joins us now, and Susie, thanks for being with us. Yeah, happy to be here. So Susie, I can imagine um, with as much activity and hands-on learning that you guys do in kindergarten, it has been a major adjustment to switch to um, distance learning. What, what are some of the differences that you've noticed as a teacher um, teaching and some of the things that you've noticed about your kids during this time? Um, I think maybe one of uh, just the obvious big difference is the lack of real connection. So um, just not being able to be with them, with them every day. Zoom is wonderful. It's a wonderful tool and I get to see their faces. But actually being with them um, is a real challenge, mm -hmm. that face-to-face -face learning. Um, I don't know. I think that is maybe obvious, the obvious um, big difference and that I have missed so much. Hmm. Yeah, not being able to register, um, read their body language as quickly. Yeah. And, yeah, right, right, definitely. yeah. Because mm -hmm. we can still be connected, but that the real connection happens in the classroom face to face. So um, yeah, I think, I think that is a huge difference, obviously. Yeah. And Susie, what has been something where you have really seen this as a challenge for the students specifically, maybe an area that they are not thriving in or something that you see as, as a real hindrance to their learning and progress? Mm. Well, I think that it's challenging for them socially. I feel like um, they're getting their work completed and they're probably, I, I don't think that they're falling behind academically. I think the challenge for them is that social piece, that um, they're still learning how to play and how to interact with one another and with their teachers. And I think, um, I think I've seen that uh, in them and heard that from parents that, you know, they need other kids. And I feel um, like I see that when I talk to them and hear it in their voices. Um, so I think that's a big challenge for especially maybe kindergartners. As a parent in kindergarten, um, it's been interesting to see our son Anderson. He has been kind of his best self being at home during quarantine and, and on one mm -hmm. hand it's been great to see on the other hand it breaks my heart because i realize hey buddy this is not reality and yeah. and i think he, he enjoys the control he enjoys the the, the ability to kind of do what he wants to do and work at his own pace and things like that yeah. however he's a structured kid and he needs that structure and so I, i'm finding it as a respite but my own educational philosophy is he needs to be with other kids because yeah. That's 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 the way the Lord has created us, and while we can enjoy this moment, I think you're absolutely correct in that, and I want to affirm that of saying, no, these kids need to be together because that is part of their growth and the way that the Lord has established that growth to take place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the so much of what kindergarten is is learning mm -hmm. how to be with other kids, and and you're right, how to be in the classroom. Um, and how to follow directions and walk in a line and that type of thing. What have you maybe seen, you know, I know that, that we are somewhat limited in the academic set, setting that we're in, but have you seen your kids maybe grow in any ways that you didn't expect? Um, 
Um, and, you know, I, I try not to be <laughs> sad about it um, because I would have seen the growth in the classroom anyway. I, I'm happy that they're, um, they're growing so much. This is what I have noticed is that, um, like, let's take sight words, for instance. We don't have time in our short day to quiz them constantly on like all of their sight words, but we've put it as part of their um, learning at home that they're supposed to be, you know, going over their sight words on it on the daily. And they are with their parents. And I feel like <laughs> they're better prepared with their sight words maybe than ever mm. before because they're doing that one-on-one -on -one time with mom and dad quizzing every day, we're in the classroom, we're moving at a quick pace with lots of different activities and, you know, all of the, the all of the hours and minutes um, packed in. And so I feel like that is certainly an area of growth that I've seen in them during this time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Susie, what is something you would want parents at Kirk Day School to know about this experience for you, either professionally, personally, um, or just a piece of advice for them in regards to what you've seen as an educator and, and a parent with this such uh, a dynamic shift in the way that we've had to do things for these past few weeks? Well, I, I would just um, tell them that I feel like nothing, and I feel like they know this, that nothing can replace the classroom teacher, that I love, love, love my job, and I, I feel like I have a calling from God to do it, and um, yeah, that they are, um, they're doing their best, they love their children, and they are following our lead, and um, yeah, just the importance of the classroom teacher in a child's education maybe um, has been solidified both in the parents' minds and in the educators' minds during this time. I just, I feel like I love my job even more um, after having, after kind of having part of it taken away from me. I would say a lot of people are probably thinking, man, thank God for teachers. Because <laughs> um, it is, it is a, a task to educate a child for sure. Yeah. There, there have been a lot of funny memes about that as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, Susie, I, I appreciate that greatly, um, and, and I appreciate you, you saying that. Uh, what, what has been maybe the most fun thing you've gotten to experience in, in, in all of this, be it personally or professionally? So I think my favorite, favorite thing is one-on-one -on -one Zooms with kids with no agenda. And so they, I kind of asked the parents ahead of time, um, just so we're not like fumbling at like, what are we going to do for 20 or 30 minutes with the kids that they kind of take the lead. So I have one child that specifically, he wants to do a scavenger hunt almost every time. So I find new things for him to find and he brings them to me and shows them to me and just beams. But I feel like, and some of the kids literally, they just want to talk. And so I feel like that is a gift that I've been given that um, I know them better, maybe even now through a Zoom, a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call, because I don't have that time with 15 kids in the class and so much to do during the day to just sit down and literally listen to one kid talk for 20 or 30 minutes nonstop. But I feel like I, I might know them maybe even better um, 
during the pandemic than I might have in the classroom, which is a funny thing, but a very, very a good, a sweet thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's awesome. Susie, thank you so much. And I love the creativity too of doing a scavenger hunt. Um, yeah, I know. So fun. Yeah, that's so fun. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. Um, I know that the, the families are appreciative of that. And um, thanks for your time and just sharing with us what this has been like for you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Susie. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. And now we have with us sixth grade teacher, Debbie McCracken. Debbie, thanks for being with us today. Oh, well, thanks for asking me to to join you guys. So uh, we've been talking just about, you know, what this transition to virtual learning has looked like for teachers and um, would love to hear from you kind of what what your experience has been as far as what you've noticed. Uh, about the differences uh, in virtual learning versus classroom learning? Oh, my. Um, Where in the world would you start? Um, I guess a huge, huge difference for me has been um, just how much, I mean, I always knew that I enjoyed being around the students, but I guess to me the biggest thing that, um, that stuck out to me was just how incredibly much I missed them. Um, it's almost like they're your, your own children. And when you're not with them, you miss their energy, you miss their sweet little smiles and their hugs. Yes, sixth graders still give hugs. Um, their laughs that are just contagious. Um, they just bring so much joy into your days. And I guess I just, um, to be real honest, I, I guess I just really took that for granted. And I miss that. Um, I miss their comments, um, how they just totally enrich a lesson um, is incredible. And, um, you know, the lessons are just organic. And with their questions or, or even their discussion comments, like what they say can really dictate where your lesson goes based on what their needs are. So I miss that a lot. And I'm learning a lot about like, oh my word, I am praying that this doesn't, you know, nothing happens in the fall. But I will definitely do some things differently if it does. So um, I would say that's a biggie for me. Um, Another really big thing, a huge learning curve is technology. Um, Oh my word, that was kind of crazy for a while. Um, But my brain is really, really strong now because I've been doing a lot of new things. A lot of new things, and it's funny because I, you know, I, I teach about the growth mindset at the beginning of the year, and wow, do I have some good stories to share next year. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, Debbie, what has been a joy for you during this time, either personally or professionally? Uh, maybe, maybe speak to both, uh, if you don't mind, but particularly as you relate to your students, because I know, you know, with sixth grade, this is a bit sad because this is the end of their their Kirk Day School experience. This is kind of the culmination of a lot of years for not just the kids but for the families. So give us some bright spots that you've been able to see and experience during this time. Well, that is so true, Taylor. Um, I mean, I really like had to grieve over some of this, and I know that sounds kind of strange at my age, and I'm not the sixth grader. Um, but it's, it's real, you know, a lot of things have been lost. And I mean, even the morning we would have left for camp, like I was so down. I love the camp experience. I mean, it's a retreat. It's a retreat for me as well. I mean, how much time we spend in devotions and just 
I, I draw closer to the Lord, I draw closer to the students, and it's just fun being outside. And so there are some things, um, and I've had to just really be on my knees and, and pray for these students and just, um, you know, Lord, help them to just accept it and trust you that you have a plan um, because sometimes that's really, really hard to see. Um, so I would say things like that have been difficult, and I'm sure they're difficult for our families, whether you're in sixth grade or whether you're in any grade. Um, you know, just the, 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 the tying up loose ends at the end of the year and just the closure of it all and even like Spirit Week and the Highlander Games. And, um, there, I'm sure there is some, some sadness to that. But on the flip side of that, um, I just think it is amazing how God works through all of these things too because as I take my walks and and I have my slow mornings and I sit in my jammy bottoms or leggings a lot of the days, um, I see a lot more neighborhood interaction. I see a lot more family interaction. And, you know, maybe God is just saying, hey, everybody slow down, you know, <laughs> slow down and enjoy each other. Um, you know, take your lunch and go sit outside on the back patio and enjoy sitting in the sunshine. Um, things like that, that I think we're connecting our families. And if our, if our families stay connected and our families are strong, I truly believe that's going to be so, so good for our children and our students and our school. Um, and so I would say those are, those are some bright spots. Um, academically, it's been nice to have some one-on-one -on -one Zoom times with these kids. Um, we did a Zoom Kahoot the other day, which was so hysterical and so much fun. Um, just kind of opening ourselves to new um, experiences um, is just really, really good for us. And so, Debbie, um, what is yeah. a Kahoot? Kahoot is a, it's like an online game. And what I do is I will take like, like we're having a science assessment, which, oh my word, like at home, how do you administer that? So it's open book. Um, but I still thought it was important because we had started, we were about halfway, if not a little bit more than halfway in our science unit on sound and light in sixth grade before all of this happened. So I thought it was important to finish that unit. We took it slow, um, but to finish that unit and just have some kind of um, overall assessment or assignment, if you will, um, on this unit. So Kahoot, I do this in the classroom and I'll just take all kinds of um, concepts that we learned through the unit and I put them into questions and then Kahoot the kids get a code and they it, it's like it, it, they're competing against one another to answer the question correctly and it shows like a leaderboard and the leaderboard changes and then at the end there's a podium to see who got third second and first and oh my word you talk about watching their competitive nature come out and it's just a great way for that information to get get solidified um, in their brains about the certain concepts that we've been learning and they love it. So I tried it. I said, okay, let's try. I know uh, one of the sixth graders was like, could we do it to who virtually? And I'm like, oh my word. Okay, here we go. Close mindset. This is McCracken. We've got to figure out how to do this. And it worked and it was so much fun. That's, That's awesome. That is a blast. So much fun. Debbie, I love how you've taken it and put it in the growth mindset. Um, I heard someone on the TV today say, you know, this is going to change the way, this has changed the way we've used technology and, and maybe put us ahead um, a decade or so in how we use it. And I love that you're willing to 
go there and try and figure it out. Oh, it's hard though. Oh, it's I'm sure. It's really, really hard because I just, I don't know. I just, I, it, and I even confess this to the students when I'm talking about growth mindset. Like I am the kind of person who I don't like change and I don't like to do things um, for the first time typically. It brings me a little anxiety, quite simply. And yet, I I have to say, I'm I'm thrilled with some of it. And I have to like, you know, I have to give a shout out to the sixth grade parents because Mrs. Lecters and I were like, okay, let's try this Google Classroom, and unbelievable response. I mean, not a single complaint. Um, the first week, we really just wanted the students to accept our invitation to the different classrooms, and we put out a couple assignments just to practice basically on how to do it and oh my goodness you guys they were turning things in through the google classroom the very first week when all we were trying to get was the invitations accepted i mean they embraced this like um i'm sure at home you know they had working parents and some of the kids you know they had issues with devices they didn't have enough or whatever but i'll tell you what i was just so impressed with our sixth grade parents and our sixth grade students when we did that because it didn't take two weeks to roll it out. I mean, they just jumped on it. And I mean, we had some little things here and there that we had to kind of work through. But oh my goodness, for the majority of it, it was it was such such a um, a blessing. And it was like, wow, okay, it was encouraging. So I was like, we can do this. And and now that's what we're doing all the time. Now I will say, I don't particularly care for grading electronically. It takes me longer. You know, you have to zoom into their little picture and sometimes you have to download it to be able to zoom in all the way. And it takes longer. But um, I just praise God for Google Classroom because it, I mean, technology is just an amazing, amazing um, gift for us if used properly. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Debbie, what's something you want parents to know, whether it's somebody that has a preschool or maybe it's a family that you've already been communicating with that's in sixth grade, what's something you would want them to, to just know about this time for you uh, and, and just that maybe you're grieving or even celebrating uh, during just kind of the oddity that this pandemic's been? I guess the biggest thing I would say is that, um, I don't know, it's, there's a lot to it. I'm experiencing this from both sides as a parent and as, a, as an educator. I have um, a senior in college that has come home um, to finish his career. He is missing some really important um, milestones in life. Um, I have um, a high schooler who I'm trying to encourage and keep working on their, you know, doing their best. Um, and I guess I, I guess ultimately the thing that I would I would love to share with them is that um, you know it's not an either or um, we can we can adjust we can accept um, what the Lord gives and what the Lord takes and it's okay it's okay um, it's okay to be sad about certain things it's okay to rejoice in other things um, and this is a season this is a time and he is going to work all of these things for our good and his glory um i guess the other thing i would want them to know is that i am not alone in when I, when i say that their children are very 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 loved and missed um but we'll be back together again it won't necessarily be exactly the same um 
but I am confident that God will use all of this um, for our good. That's great. Debbie. Good perspective. Yeah. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thanks for being with us today, and uh, thanks for being willing to share a little bit. Well, I yeah. appreciate you asking for my opinion. I feel like sometimes walking around my house, my opinion isn't heard all the time. So thank you. <laughs> well, you are welcome, and we, we appreciate you being with us. So, uh, parents, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to what our teachers had to say and being able to, to join in and hearing their perspective. And we just are so grateful for all of you sticking with us and partnering with us. And we just hope and pray that you guys stay safe. And we, as always, can't wait to see you soon. Thanks, guys.